I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, it's Cheyenne and welcome back. Today I'm sitting down with Jason Kennedy. He is the head coach of the women's volleyball team at Boston College. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you just completed your second season. Can you kind of tell us about how your season went, the highs and the lows, and just your overall journey with your team so far? Yeah, you know, it's, this season was fun. Certainly, like you said, kind of a lot of ups and downs. We're really trying to embrace the building process. I think we're trying to embrace really building something from the ground up and this year was, was a good example of that. We finished the year 20 and 12. Uh, we got 11 wins in the ACC. So we set program records for number of wins, set program records for the number of ACC wins, uh, and qualified for uh, the first postseason that uh, the BC volleyball program has ever been a part of. So, you know, from a record standpoint, it certainly was a record-breaking year. I know there were there's always going to be in this profession things you, you wish you had, matches you, you wish you won. But, um, you know, overall, two years in, I think it's, it's hard not to be really pretty pleased with the progress that we've made with this program and, and to be optimistic about the future. Yeah, for sure. I feel like anytime you have 20 wins in a season, that's a good season. I mean, I always, when I was playing, we'd always be like, once you hit that 20 mark, it's kind of that little hump that it's just like, hey, we're actually on the right road to where we want to go. For sure. And, you know, getting a group that certainly has never done that before to, to buy in and push for that, you know, you're getting that 20th win, usually the middle or the end of November, you know, kind of after the wear and the tear of the season happens. So for us to get it in what was really our last regular season match of the year, um, in five sets was a huge accomplishment because, you know, to, to come out of it and say, yeah, you got 20 wins feels a whole lot better, I think, mentally than coming out of it and saying you got 19. Yeah, I totally agree. So how did you get into volleyball? I know you um, kind of played, kind of coached at other places before this. Can you kind of tell us your journey of how you became in love with volleyball and how you became a player and a coach? Yeah, so I started playing uh, – all the way back in fifth grade, uh, I grew up in Hawaii and, you know, kind of growing up there, volleyball was really the largest sport that, that I think most people played, certainly across both, you know, boys and girls uh, out, out there. I, I grew up playing through high school and, and kind of started the, the club experience there. Uh, my high school was one of the very few on the island that actually didn't have a gym. So, you know, for my entire high school career, if you will, it was Mondays and Wednesdays out on the blacktop in 85 degree heat in the middle of September and October and Tuesdays and Thursdays usually out on the sand um, down at Ala Moana Beach Park trying to play six on six and trying to simulate, you know, getting ready for a match in a gym on the weekends. I didn't play. I didn't play technically a home high school match in my life. So uh, it was after all of that, you know, I still really enjoyed it, which is, which is somewhat fascinating. I think uh, I, w I was always on, on the shorter end. So, 
the opportunities for me to play in college were kind of few and far between, if you will. Um, ended up going to Santa Clara University, joined the club program there. Um, had a good amount of success, I think, with the club program. And at that point when I graduated, you know, I was kind of done with volleyball. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was done playing and had moved on to, to sort of a professional career, if you will. Um, I got roped back into coaching a few years later. I coached a high school team for a few years uh, out there in Northern California. Um, and then out of the blue, a guy I went to high school with, uh, Chad, kind of called and said he was the graduate assistant with uh, USC, the University of Southern California at the time, and said, hey, you know, I know you're good at computers. I know you know volleyball. They're looking for someone to come in and be their technical coordinator and kind of do all the video analysis sort of thing for the men's and women's program. And at the time, I was kind of in a career that involved me waking up at six in the morning and for for lack of a better term, really just kind of cold calling people out of the blue, selling them websites. And that was got to be a little dull and not all that fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I decided to, to make the move down to LA and kind of spent four years there as a technical coordinator, learning, learning about the collegiate realm. Um, at that same time, beach volleyball was introduced as an NCAA sport. Um, so I had a chance to kind of learn yet another version of volleyball, if you will, and, and kind of employed the same uh, video analysis and scouting report type thing. I was doing the indoor side to the sand, um, at which point USA Volleyball reached out and asked me to start to become involved with their beach programs to kind of help them set things up for, for their technological advances, if you will, as they wanted to get more into the video and analysis side of things and uh, hopped on board with them for a number of years, had, had a chance to do quite a bit of travel with those guys internationally, um, see some, some of the best athletes really in the world week in and week out during the summer, and then kind of got, got hired on as an assistant at SC, kind of worked my way up the ladder there until uh, about two years ago now, was able to, to get the job out here in Boston and get my first head coaching job under my belt. And the rest, you know, as I say, is kind of history at this point. Yeah, wow. What a neat experience and journey you took. I mean, for you to get to work with the USA Olympic Beach Volleyball team, I think that's so cool. And I've actually been to like some of the AVP tournaments. So that's a really cool experience that you got to travel overseas. And that's awesome. Can you kind of tell us a little yeah, bit was, of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it was, I mean, it was, it was really probably one of, one of the more enjoyable volleyball experiences I, I think I've had. You know, the indoor thing is, is a lot of fun, but being able to see that in a different light, you know, that you don't see every day is, is really pretty refreshing. Oh, for sure. Can you kind of tell us about maybe some of your favorite travel experiences you had with um, volleyball? You know, I didn't know much about the international beach scene going into it. I, I kind of, similar to, to what you mentioned, I was familiar with the ABP. Um, obviously, you know, watched the Olympics when that was on every four years and, and was into it from that standpoint. I had no idea of the, certainly the international following that's out there especially over in Europe uh, for the sport. You know, you would go to some of these events and it would be a week-long tournament and there would be, you know, eight to 10,000 people in a stadium from 
8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you know, seven days a week. And wow. the atmosphere that you, you see and the passion that you see out of a lot of these, these fans is, is surreal. You know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, one of the, one of the best tournaments I think in the world right now is probably in Vienna. Um, and they must get, you know, close to 10,000 people in there every day from start to finish. And, you know, it's not the fan that's in there just to, to sit in there and kind of be on their phone for the experience, but they're engaged, they're into the sport. It, it really becomes an experience that, you know, I think certainly there's progress being made to, to try to replicate, you know, here in the States, but I think there's a long way to go to be able to produce that sort of a production like, like they're doing overseas right now. Yeah. I think that's such a cool, I would always, I would love to go overseas and watch some of those games. I think that'd be like unforgettable. Yeah, no, for sure. The, the level of, and, and you know, the, the athleticism of, of some of these guys is, and, and you know, men and women both mm-hmm. are, are just, just phenomenal. Yeah. Have you had the opportunity to travel anywhere with um, your Boston college team? So far, we've just kind of done, you know, the domestic U.S. stuff, but we've traveled quite a bit in the first uh, two years. You know, I I think last year in the first four weeks of the season, we won a match in, you know, uh, about eight different states in the first four weeks of the season. So um, that was quite an accomplishment. I, I think when we're in the Northeast, you know, volleyball right now is trying to catch up a little bit in the Northeast as far as level of play and and that sort of thing. So we have to do a lot of travel to get ready for the ACC schedule. And that was something we embraced last year. We went out to, to Oregon for a weekend, um, had a chance to see some really good competition out there, uh, followed that up by driving down to, to Connecticut where we saw some of the, the better local teams here to the Northeast, um, went to Florida uh, the third weekend to, to play a number of teams. So, you know, at this point now we've played in the Pacific Northwest. We've played back in the Northeast. Now we've played down in the, the Southeast, if you will, in Florida um, and finished it back up with a tournament up here in Rhode Island. So, you know, you just look at those four weeks before even the conference schedule starts where the next week after that we headed off to Georgia Tech and Clemson um, you know we, we've got we've got a number of miles under our, our belt certainly yeah it seems like you guys have kind of gone all over the place <laughs> yeah I, I think you know but but I think for a lot of even even our athletes now on our roster you know they end up in club volleyball where they travel to the same cities over and over, it's good, I think, for us to be able to take them and experience something new. I know there are a number of people on our roster who my first year here, we took them out to Phoenix, and they're like, this is the furthest west I've ever been in my life. And, you know, we followed that up by taking them a little further and getting them out to Oregon. So I think collegiate athletics kind of gives you an opportunity to be able to to see other parts of the country, to experience what what other parts of the U.S. are like and you know we'd like to and we're certainly planning on eventually taking this team overseas to to do a foreign tour in the next couple of years Um, and that's something that I think for a lot of them you know maybe their first time out of the country and and being able to do it in an environment uh, 
where they, they know they're safe, they know they're comfortable traveling with their teammates, while still, you know, playing playing the game that, that they love is, is really a, a kind of a one-of-a-kind opportunity from a travel perspective to be able to do all of that and learn the experiences of playing other teams from other countries and, you know, sitting down and having dinner with some of those athletes and just learning about the way of life that, that, that they have that's different than what we're doing here in the U.S. Yeah, I think traveling even within the country can give your team and anybody really some really cool experiences and perspectives that maybe they wouldn't have encountered if they would have just stayed in that one little spot. Totally. Mm-hmm. Cool. So mm-hmm. if you, I have one question I'd like to ask. Um, kind of put you on the spot, but what is the one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? I, I guess my team knows this now because we've played this game before, but uh, the I was a bio major in college and, you know, initially wanted to go into pre-med and that didn't quite work out. So I spent the summer uh, actually working at what was, what was called Marine World up in uh, Vallejo, California, uh, where I spent the summer training killer whales, believe it or not. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so that's a, uh, that's a story that, that certainly, you know, I haven't lived down and, and people certainly kind of get caught off guard though. That's what I was doing in college to compared to what I'm doing now, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Wow. That's a really cool experience. Do you ever do anything with that still, or is that kind of just something you don't really do? Nope. That, that was a, that was a one and done sort of <laughs> summer thing. You know, I moved on from that. I, I've decided that, you know, everybody's probably better off that that was a thing in the past. <laughs> hey, it's still cool that you can say, hey, I was training wells. Like, nobody that's, can really say that's that. True. That's wow. true. There aren't many people out there that can say that, that's for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, if you were an athlete wanting to play for a team in a university or college setting, what would your advice be to them? You know, I think you have to find somewhere that you enjoy. And, you know, you could enjoy a place for, for a number of different reasons. And, but I think the thing that you have to realize is playing a sport in college, going to college is hard enough. You know, there's a lot of people that go to college and they're, they're taxed to try to get through college and, and make grades and get a degree and all that stuff. You try to throw on with basically a part-time job on top of that, to be an, an athlete, you know, it doesn't really matter what level you're playing at, whether it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, JUCO, it doesn't matter. It's still a time commitment that if you're not passionate about your sport and passionate about what you're doing, you know, that gets to be a drag. And, and nobody likes that. And it's not good for, for a team. It's not good for you individually. Your coaches won't really enjoy having you around. So I think the biggest thing is to find somewhere – that you enjoy and you wake up in the morning, you know, and you're like, you're, you're psyched to do it. You know, you're excited to go to practice. You're excited to be with your team. Um, because if you're not, then, you know, this, this all comes and goes in four years, you know, you get one opportunity to do this. And it, it used to be for me when I was at USC, you know, the, the goal was to win a national championship at, at all costs. seemingly, And that didn't really, you know, that, that didn't really connect for me because I always thought there was something missing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you come out here and you get a little bit more of the whole person experience or, or we get to take the time to, 
you know, appreciate the kids that we work with. And even, even going through the recruiting process with some of them, really get to know them, their families, learn what drives them, and they become much more than just, you know, how are you going to help me win a national championship? And I think in doing that, you know, we've learned as coaches here to, to enjoy, you know, the, the four years that we get to spend with these kids. Uh, we, we, get, we get young female student-athletes that come into the program as, as 18-year-olds, and, you know, over the course of four years, they start from these naive freshmen that don't know up from down <laughs> to, you know, we're looking at some now that are graduating in a couple months, have full-time jobs lined up, or are going into law school. Um, you know, they, they really grow up over those four years. And I think if, if you can enjoy that experience and surround yourself with people that you enjoy being around, I think you're missing a big opportunity. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. I think in whatever you're doing, whether it's with your school, volleyball job, you have to love it, you know, or you're just not going to be fully immersed in it and you're just not going to be very passionate. Yeah, life's too short to be doing something that's not fun. Yeah, I totally agree. Thanks for sharing that. So just to kind of wrap up, um, I know we kind of talked about your season, but what's your next adventure? What are you most excited about for this upcoming season? What am I most excited about? Well, kind of like like I, I just mentioned, you know, we've got um, a large class coming in. So we're going to have, you know, a good number of, of new faces. And I'm excited to see how this new team works together. I think this, this group that we had last year, you know, from our standpoint, that group finished their season in December. And we get a group now that restarted in January. Um, we're starting to train. We're, we're getting a little bit better at certain things. And then in the summer, we kind of get this influx of, of all these brand new faces that, you know, we only kind of know through the recruiting process. And seeing how everything all fits together is, is something that, that's exciting because with such a large group, you know, you're planning on spending time with these kids and getting to know them over the next four years. So, you know, it's almost in a way, they always say when you're growing up, oh, you don't get to, you don't get to choose your family. And I feel like in a lot of ways now being in college and coaching, you know, we kind of do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You you kind of do. We we kind of, yeah. And and we say, you know, you don't, you don't check the character box. You're not someone that I want to see in the morning. You know, sorry, this isn't the best place for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you think about how much time we get to spend with, with these kids. I mean, we see them more than their parents do over these four years. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the thing that's exciting is just we've been following some of these kids now for two, three years and, and we've seen them from far, but actually getting them on campus and starting, you know, kind of four year sabbatical for them out of their home, home lives and to this kind of bubble of, of a campus. Um, where we're responsible for them as a coaching staff and we want to see them succeed. And, you know, that doesn't mean just on the court. We want to see them succeed in the classroom. Um, you know, it, it's, it's something I'm always excited about to see where it goes. Cause, cause you never know what's, what's going to happen. You know, yeah. we have goals as a team to make the NCAA tournament, which BC has never been able to do. Um, and, and, you know, you get these freshmen that are going to step on campus in, in June or July, and that might be the group that does it. 
you know, and just seeing them kind of grow up and grow into those roles until, until something like that happens. It's kind of this surreal process that, you know, I, I don't think many people get to be a part of and having that as a constant, you know, year in and year out in this profession is really what makes it exciting. You know, it's being in athletics and being in sports, you kind of leave the door open for anything can happen. It's not like your normal nine to five where you clock in, you clock out, you have a very good control of what's happening day in and day out. You know, in sports, you never know. You know, we may win 10 matches next year. You know, we may win 25 and make the tournament. Nobody knows. But the possibility to do either is there, and you get to shape it, and you get to learn from it. And no matter what happens, you know, 10 months from now in January, you get to do it all over again. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing that's probably most exciting about this profession is you go through this cycle and, and you go through this competition at, for us at the end of the year from August to December. And then you kind of come off the high of, of adrenaline and competition and you do it all over again. And, you know, it doesn't really matter how the year went or how it didn't go, but you start anew and, and, and you redo it and you try to do it a little bit better than you did the year before. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's so exciting. I am really excited to watch you and BC and Jason. We wish you the best of luck. I know we'll be watching and cheering you guys on. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.